Hello and welcome back to Black on Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the penultimate of Foundation, Season 1, Episode 9, The First Crisis. This episode was written by Victoria Morrow and directed by Roxanne Dawson. I gave this episode an 8.4 out of 10. It wasn't um, particularly, in a, you know, it was eventful, but it wasn't as momentous that I expect in a penultimate episode maybe I'll change my mind once the final episode drops but I I, I doubt it because there just was a lot of or a few of um, some story arcs I'm exhausted by and then others that while are interesting seem to be at this point in stage of the game rather uh, conveniently narrated into the plot somewhere and I feel if they're like this other faction that's out there if their presence was meant I feel like it should have been felt for as deeply seated as this seemed to have been and we'll get more into it as the episode unfolds. We can start with the, the top of the episode. Let's jump into the recap. Gail narrates history is our greatest villain or weapon or something to that effect. Seeing as it's a constructive narrative written by the victors, of course, the lie becomes the truth. The hero becomes the villain or the villain becomes the hero. Whichever way it's being written, history is just not factually being taught across the world because many cultures and countries have a certain bias towards their own particular uh, authorship of their story. Young Sauber asks her father Abbas where people come from. He says there's several answers shockingly that we revolved around one planetary system like Ceres Alpha Centauri or this little blue ball called Earth. She wonders if they all come if they all come from the same DNA, why do we hate each other so much? I really did like this flashback in this conversation just because it was a good um I don't know, good thinking. What do you even call that? I'm not even sure. <laughs> A thinking exercise. There you go. Abbas explains, despite having the same origins, our rational mind is crippled by our lizard brain, where emotions can impact reasoning, and thus his quote that violence is the last refuge of the incompetent rings more poignantly with her. Don't let emotion shout louder than logic. It's a weary job being the rational one, though. I can tell you that much in this day in society man <laughs> once you jump that logical rational level you realize it's a little lonely up here it's a little lonely but i like what he is saying here what he's presenting here about our human nature that we do share with the this other complex thing called emotions and those those things can get pretty out of control anger ego revenge cruelty 
are just as powerful as love, harmony, peace. <laughs> We're back to the star bridge, bringing that up. Don't know who masterminded it, but I got good money on Harry Seldon. And how many more people died as a result? Past behavior is the best predictor of the of future performance, which is why many believe in the foundation and in psychohistory, because that is basically what Harry's model is built on. And as someone who watches a lot of history documentaries, they're not wrong. It's so crazy to me how much we don't ever seem to learn from the last like the whole thing with the COVID epidemic. There was this thing called the Spanish flu. Before that, the bubonic plague. Before that, the Black Death. It's not new that we're dealing with pandemics. And yet, past behavior would predict exactly how many people just want to push it aside. They just want to forget. Oh, it's crazy. How much we basically do not gain any wisdom especially the further it gets between generations where certain knowledge is preserved or would be preserved through the generational line but it's not in the present salver is triply reliving the moments prior to the jump in slow-mo i was pretty met on the effects here also the reaction prior to her seeing lewis I felt was very stilted it did not like the moment she realized that they had jumped to terminus it, i don't know that whole scene just did not work for me initially she's like we're at terminus oh okay and i understand it's trying to tell the audience but at this point this is the type of show where you can't at one angle hold the hand and then the other angle don't hold the hand because then it becomes very evident when you're holding my hand and i think this show has done a very great job of being really subtle you need to pay attention you might need to watch more than once that's okay it's allowed in storytelling to be able to do that we've gotten into this very spoiled bit of society where everything needs to happen now and i need to know where it's going type of critiquing but no, if you're adult enough to still be here nine episodes in, you're adult enough to realize that holy shit, he jumped to Terminus, which I predicted. Only thing I predicted right. And it was before I listened to the Bald Move podcast as well. Um, or the, uh, I did, did I listen to the, the official podcast last week? I think I did. I haven't listened to either this week. I usually don't listen to it before I record so back to that scene it just didn't work like she should have said oh my god lewis and then rushed to him and then realized that everyone would have figured it out he got to terminus he's dead and then go into the emotion and then once the, the you know you had the reveal then the acting seemed to have jumped in and everything else was exposition it felt more exposition before the emotion and i would have just led with the emotion um he of course killed himself but he was dying anyway that does not take away your sacrifice sir thank you for being the person that we all didn't like and we had every reason not to like you and you still ended up doing the right thing i like that about characters you don't need to have a whole redemption arc 
because it's redemption never atonement they never seem to do anything sometimes they do <laughs> um but you don't have to have a completely 380 it's kind of like with uh, stranger things the third season the billy character like he was racist he was an asshole he was abusive however it did not negate the fact that he could be capable of doing the right thing and i think there needs to be more characters written like that without it needing to be sugar-coated in there to make it digestible for people that don't understand the difference between just being a villain and a hero but the moment she found the coin and she started breaking down and put his eyes closed i was like oh lewis uh she reaches out to terminus but no one answers her and she is afraid that no one will hear her including the thespian lancer that jumped with her before the ship will jump again but then she recognizes the ship as the beggar hell yeah now we got business back to trantor dawn is so cute in love planning to escape tomorrow once he gets a dampener that will get him past security even agreeing to rename himself after he breaks free not wanting to die in this place knowing what we know i have two ideas of what could possibly happen to dawn and i think both are equally on the table i think it would be easy to go in expecting one reaction when i think we might actually get another one i'm not sure i'm not sure some stuff went down with day since we last saw him including his first trip off planet and he actually knows what pain is dust brings him to amiriel where he has been recording their visual history the end of the robot wars golden horse rebellion each inflection point that can also be destroyed by another cleon because i'm re recalling how this dawn destroyed the last dust work <laughs> kind of seems like a little bit of a vicious cycle with your own self he mentions how the conveyance of color can have a deeper meaning it's a trap this whole his whole aura made it feel like this was a trap the Cleons themselves also can choose their history, write themselves as always the hero. Something to parallel with what Gail is saying, particularly since this is her story and she's choosing her history. We have her lament a little bit later. Dust has incorporated their hunt in the drawing and asks if he sees three Gilly Raptors, to which Dawn replies, Yes! now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up you have fucked up now now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up now you fucked up and if he couldn't uh see that neon sign that says you busted thus leaves him to reflect and appreciate the subtleties as he knows that cleon <laughs> is different it's like i knew there was something about you on that hunt 
knew there was some Cleon in you, but I also knew there was something else. And I was thinking, me as a person, and why is that so bad? But apparently that is. It is only when poor Cleon, Dawn, puts on his goggles or his uh, whatever helps him see color. And he realizes he's been played and immediately goes into get the hell up out of here mode. Shadow Master comes to retrieve him and imagine the bottomless pit of his stomach as he's ushered past his many ancestors' faces all staring at him, who didn't escape, also judging him in every manner that counts. He then balks and tries to go back, but Shadow Master is insistent until Dawn uses his bracelet to subdue him. His escape, though, was absolutely clunky. And yes, I'm aware now of the fact that they let him get away. But the fact that he didn't realize that they let him get away, I understand. It's probably hormones, the fear, the adrenaline, all of that. But I was just, just as easily as when she opened that fucking door, I was like, mm, something ain't right. <laughs> and I know he was being dragged later for being gullible, naive, just a little bit of a sad sap. Everyone gets fooled in love. I mean, it happens. That shouldn't be judged too harshly, and apparently that's not what he's really being judged about anyway. Um... The way he was so obviously skulking around those palace gardens like that, though, I was like, what are you doing? Gail narrates his escape, but how she know? Into the water he goes. And this is when I had, because I went back and forth. I hope he lives and grows up to be someone's pain in the ass. And I was hoping, and I'm still, this, I'm just going to throw it out here now, that Day ends up sparing his life and then he grows up being part of the militia anyway and rather he wants to or not i think that he does get it he understands how even with the deception what it is about their genetic dynasty that people would hate <laughs> i just don't feel as if even with the tears and everything i think part of him despite it all kind of sees the point especially after and the way she was treating him and i know i'm skipping ahead just a little bit but it, it's um it really isn't his fault and he's they're they're taking action in a way that he could never or he basically tried to do this once in his life then got played for it he is an endearing innocent boy though and it is very hard to see him and then juxtapose that with like day and dust who i want to scratch their eyes out and in day's case like his chest simultaneously salver propels herself to the beggar proving she would do anything for love just like uh her man's <laughs> a little bit later it's like i'm gonna get to my planet and my mom and my peoples cleon gets down to the lower decks of the scar and ain't no one bothered by the man showing up unconscious through the sewer system. <laughs> Maybe they've witnessed this enough times since everyone and their mama, including Gail in the future, 3,000 years or whatever, 
seems to know about this particular way out of the palace. He trades his protection for a coat, which seemed like a very disproportionate, but he don't have no understanding. Like it, it's it's really sad to see how unprepared they are for the world. <laughs> And how many other trials and tribulations do younger dawns have to go through that aren't altered? Deal with this type of natural stage of being just a young person and a teenager. Uh, that man gonna have his arm chopped off and the imperial property returned. I knew that for facts. He casually gets directions to his girlfriend's house. Back on the beggar, Salver wakes the ship up, but still can't contact anyone on Terminus. A trajectory is coming towards her, and she almost kills her lover, who's just like, Oh, sexy girlfriend! The two reunite, and he explains how he warned the thespians before the jump to knock themselves out, and he knocked himself out, and they rolled with her. And like the vault, Salver was the only person unaffected by the jump. I will say there's parts of the scene I really enjoyed and there's parts of the scene I did not enjoy. This first part was fine the way she was kind of impatiently waiting for him to take off his uh, helmet. Like I need to kiss your lips. I'm so happy you're okay. I'm so happy that worked. It was all successful. And then I thought it was pretty uncharacteristic after hearing they can't reach anyone on Terminus for Hugo to say after a successful plan mind you, to just let's go fuck off and forget Terminus so that we can ride off in the sunset together and honeymoon all over the planet. It felt cheap and undeserving of the character and just another reason to have Harden say There can be only one! The way in which she always is needing to fix it. Everything is on her shoulders. She must. It's become egotistically narcissistic at this point. Even if she has been shown to be more often right than wrong even though heading back to town didn't help and kind of got her captured but that's neither here nor there it does remind me though of the pig-headedness of the stubborn person some people they lead with the same type of intentions of it can only be me the whole idea of the genetic dynasty is we can only be the ones to lead this you know that was the whole thing of the original cleon is my legacy has to lead into the future it's the only thing that can and then you have harry selden who's like yeah i'm the only person that can guide through these thousand years of <laughs> recuperating from this fall he, he's also you know they all have that and salvers the same way she's manifesting destiny and embracing it with pure conviction and it's very interesting to see how though they have similar idealisms there is a difference in which they are using or utilizing their ego for for the good of humanity at least in their eyes maybe it is for the good of humanity it kind of seems like it is but <laughs> We won't know until those thousand years have and every decision is evaluated, right? That's the thing about history too. Hindsight's a motherfucker. 
he falls a little bit more in love when she says that she cannot go back she has to do this yada 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 and asks what he should do which is disable the drives from the evictus so it doesn't jump again she asks if he still has absolute faith in her and then this is when it got cute again well i'd be a dick if i changed my mind now even though you just kind of did i didn't like that goodbye and the swelling music like that felt like a final goodbye after all the half teased hugo might be dead ones and then the i love you i was like that better not kill hugo bitch i hope the fuck you do you'll be a dead son of a bitch i tell you that you can't keep playing the half deaths and then give me an actual death i'll be pissed reliving through azora's words dawn makes his way through the scar feeling free he gets to her apartment and she is way too calm run bitch run he is still terrified but she assures him everything will be fine then sends him to the shower to clean up only for her to ambush him with a gun he's like what's that for what what do you think he almost gets away until he runs into a clone version of himself make a u-turn let's keep our enemies guessing the thespians for the invictus but only find rowan still tied up with the constantly annoying pharaoh missing i have never disliked a character <laughs> that's not true i'm pretty sure i've disliked another character as much Ah, she's just like the thorn in your side that should have been had a bullet in her head i felt as if salvor was playing with her <laughs> that's how much i feel like she should have died as much as hugo supposedly did this season as well gail admits to being an unreliable narrator since this is her story and she will choose what is added and subtracted just as salver gets to terminus i'm not sure what that even means and i feel like i'm not going to everyone is knocked out including her mom who has the prime radiant cube in her hand why is she so attached to this legacy who is her mom was that one chick a younger version of her i don't know i just know that this gail is definitely a zygote of uh or salver is definitely gail zygote because she's tapping into the memories of her mother like out of all the people gail also kind of love that her dad influences her even now like open your hand salver when she had it all closed and then she's able to open the prime radiant which triggers the vault to alleviate the null field and that's when gail says history is the ultimate weapon because it can harness time itself used correctly the past can alter the present it's another one of those deep statements where i'm like we'll see opening the the vault the opening of the vault is a door it seems and everyone else awakens then fair's ass had to re-enter the scene my name is my name is my name is i'm sorry how did her ass somehow get onto a thespian ship big hills two people and i wouldn't even have like this scene didn't make any sense to me i'm sorry especially as ride or die as we've seen the thespians as being this woman ain't stupid this is the huntress we know that she's after world annihilation she just failed in her mission she wants to take my ship she has no other 
we've got her second in command and she gonna ask who's in charge she gonna raise her hand she gonna shoot the other guy and you're gonna go yeah i'm gonna slave the ship to you i would have said i'm dying anyway today fuck you do what you gotta do because i'm not slaving this ship to you and then it would have been the end of the story and i wouldn't have had to go through the rest of this because <laughs> she is the worst the absolute worst but there's no way in hell that woman thought she was living and i like the fact that they did show it from far away just hearing the gunshot but i don't know how she thought that that wasn't the outcome of the situation i i just didn't buy it even with trying to save your own life for those two seconds and you're gonna hurt my friends no this group with the clone with the cleon clone transfers dawn's nanobites to him who has been practicing this role for decades he says with this group having smuggled out some of cleon the first dna decades ago as well interesting but also Let's talk about what I like, which is the actor's performance, him going back and forth and British dragging his own self for filth with Azura watching on. <laughs> As they explain to him, like, you, what you guys are doing, this ain't about you, this ain't about me, this is about the fucking galaxy, this is way bigger than you, and you're just an unfortunate part of the equation. There is a pity to what these men become, but they aren't fooled by the cloistered, festering tyrant that they eventually become as well. That they may let Dawn live just to watch him become even more embittered. That could be a way in which he gets his, uh, he renders his verdict, I should say. That he has been much longer than the brief spite of humanity in the you know he's been this cleon longer than the bright brief spite of humanity and the person or persons that may be different but then we get the other big drop which is dawn was altered but not by the popular theory of dimrazel but through the secret underground new faction that seems to be far more proficient then it's easy to accept at this point who are the orchestrators maybe are they connected to harry's second foundation is it somehow uh close to the the seer church which seems to have gone really silent but we saw you know some focus on him or at least the the church itself in the first episode it was this faction that altered Cleon after the fact. But how the hell would they get past Demerzel, who is so intimate with the process? I'm sure many are cheering with the dust recognizing, oh, there's something different about that baby. There's something wrong with him. Uh, I want to... <laughs> I feel like that's one of those writer quirks to put out there but how would this old man just smell the difference between him he wouldn't he wouldn't know come now <laughs> i think that it's a it's a cute thing to put out there for the audience that yes this one's gonna be different what makes him different 
so on and so forth start the speculation bubble but ultimately it's just that the dust didn't have any superpowers before him and knew with absolute certainty there's just something wrong about this baby he's supposed to smell like peas and he smells like bananas Dusk is very disgusted by this altered clone and does not think he is worth looking upon his face after he busts in with his guards, kills the, the fake Dawn. He don't say, oh, it's so good to see you, Dusk. Really? You really thought they followed your ass to where you was going to be at? He might have thought it was the nanobots <laughs> that he wasn't caught out completely. But no, I want it to be a lot more with Azora, she just became very blank-faced and irrelevant. Like, the altered clone was more of a threat or a menace than she was, other than, you know, it's fine. No, it's, a, it's, it, you know, it's not your fault. You're just a part of this process that needs to end. <laughs> Don't take it personal. <laughs> and you have Dust being like, oh, you know, I watched this whole time. Did you think you could actually leave, take the palace and leave it? Well, they actually did a lot more, sir. They took the fucking uh, DNA. There seems to be some things happening that are above your, 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 uh, above your no. So whether it led to this and you knew halfway all along or you just been keeping an eye on it, I don't fucking know. But the... <laughs> But the fact that, that this happened, there was a breach, tells me that you're not infallible. So while, yes, it was very, like, I wanted to claw his eyes out again as he tossed his superiority over her in that moment. I wanted her to be like, oh, if you so fucking smart and shit, then how did I get this far? And maybe that's what he plans, like, because he said get the memories of all the dead people, which that's crazy. Uh, and then he had her shrouded. My guess is Day is going to do something terrible to her. Or he's going to make Dawn do something terrible to her. If he wants to live. <laughs> if he wants to prove that he's a Cleon. He will destroy her. But I think that's going to be an issue. Because she's going to have the last word before he dies. And the thing of it is brothers... He's been always terrified of you. He was in love with her and kind of sees her point. <laughs> so if they let him live, he's going to be a problem. But I, I think he might actually. Because after he threw it in his face, they might. Because I think Dave feels a little bit smacked in the face himself. I think he knew he fucked up. Because <laughs> he's already feeling the stress of others, other decisions. And then he comes back to this home as he gonna be fucked up in the head. He's not gonna know what to do. I'm still waiting for the head cannon that my girl did something to fuck him over in the end. I don't think that's gonna happen. He's gonna come victorious. You would think him coming back victorious that would be even better news for Dawn. Except we know that his mind got blown. That Demerzel fucked him up. That Halima got in his head more than he wanted to admit. And that he walked that damn trial and tribulations and met someone that was of the people that he never deals with and realized that his people would rather die 
on an illusion than live in a world in which he is in control that's fucked up i don't think it's gonna be like a 180 degree turn i think it's just gonna be a very subtle way of maybe putting the positing the question out there in a way that none of them ever would or could do which is if i have any autonomy in me will i will i change will i make things better will, could things still go in a direction of change even if i'm maybe pot not possibly capable of that i don't know it's a lot of interesting questions circling around day's head right now and despite that awkward or outward cockiness he also kind of knows how a impetuous decision can lead to further complications down the line so um i think it really can go either way because he is allowed to plead his case to the man and he might just hear him out and still kill him <laughs> this is day we're talking about but when he's that's thrown in his face how gullible he is but you know that's normal we all were at your age but this difference in you even though he points out i am the victim i was altered i was supposed to be just like you but i'm not that's not my fault actually that happened on your watch motherfucker is what i would have said <laughs> um and he says how about instead of logic you use some empathy which another mirroring effect right because you have abbas telling his daughter you know there's emotion and then there's logic and all the time we're going with logic instead of emotions but depending on the cleon some are going with emotions some are going like dusk is being very logical right um but he had moments of being emotional i still think that him killing those worlds destroying them was an emotional response to the you know the the attack on him on his legacy on yes his people but more importantly his rule and then you have dawn making this impetuous decision you know following love instead of logic which is to try to assimilate as best he can until the day that he is day and he has most of the power <laughs> um but he chooses emotions and, and then you kind of had um i don't know because then that that's that goes back to empathy is the emotion that he wants them to feel instead of logic but i, I think that they're not as logical as maybe at least how i'm reading the cleons as they portray themselves to be but i think it is an interesting thing how both sides are thinking about the difference between the two and what one should rule with um so they has the last say and he's like yeah i hope his trip to the maiden was great because we know he can barely stand you anyway it did feel that's the funny part it felt like day noticed all of the differences with dawn and didn't mention anything whereas dust notices it and then starts to because in my mind i feel as if the care of the next dawn falls to the day so dust would have raised day and day raised dawn 
for the most part and then the the latter is always counsel so along with Demerza of course as the mother figure but the father figure in this situation would be Day um let me see uh I think I'm done with my notes there <laughs> uh I won't say if Don Lee, Don does live, what kind of scars is this going to leave on him? Is it going to push him to the brink? Because he's been depressive, right? He says he doesn't want to die in this place. He doesn't want to live here. He doesn't seem if he had a choice, this would be his life. But now that this has happened, is he just going to accept that? Okay, this was my life. I was just, you know, a victim and I don't fit in because that that's something that was genetically altered in me. But now I can assimilate better now that I know. I'm not sure. Anacreans and Thespians have a showdown or a standoff more like. About Salver getting close to the vault with the one dude still being hostile. The Anacreans end up putting down their arms first. When the Thespians show up like come on now. Fair and a bitch come to do what she does best, try to kill everyone, but Salvor realizes this is the first crisis, deciding what to do with the weapon, they deciding to talk to her instead, actually, like, look, I'm glad you survived, seriously, I am, you're mentally fucked up right now, because that's what apparently uh, being awake during a jump does to you, but I have to say, she did seem like her normal self, <laughs> homicidal as always. But she declares, look, and even Rowan has it in his face. Like, I don't know how many times we've tried to do it and it's fucked up. Now it's here. We can't keep forcing this. Like, something about it ain't right. <laughs> when you start realizing you're killing innocent people and that other people are going to be making sense and you realize, well, this might actually not be the best thing for us. Yeah, you start using that logic instead of those emotions that are still driving Farah very much so. And she doesn't want to hear that they could all bond together, use the Invictus as leverage against the Empire. This all should have made sense fucking 15 years ago. But what do I know? <laughs> Except I use logic on a constant basis. Because I do, I'm just like, this makes so much more sense. Why? What? Why? Rowan Beyond saw the writing on the wall. Tells Farah she needs to stop raising a weapon against her. Farah needs something to shoot at, so she turns her weapon on the vault because she can't figure that shit out either. Salver can't allow it to happen, and finally kills her with an arrow through the neck with her own damn bow. You're hot. Guess what? You're not. You are dead. 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 I was thinking, what kind of rule set do we have here? Because that would totally make Sauber queen of the Anacreans. I'm just saying. Still, even after the queen is dead, the huntress is dead, the one dude's like, let's bitch her. And Rowan's like, it's over. Stop it. Then out of the vault walks Harry Seldon himself, looking less like a hologram and more like an improved version of a hologram. 
because he can't be human. Thrilled that they are all together smiling at Salvor as he knows they could pull this off. And I was like, Fuck it up, fuck it up. Don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Flip the table, screw you up. I have no idea what this means. I know that he was supposed to be like I, I know I said I was already spoiled on who was on the vault in the vault but then the the creator of the show was like oh you may think you know who's in the vault but you don't know who's in the vault even for book readers so I was like okay I don't know who's in the vault and then he ends up lying well not really lying because it's not what book readers would think now I didn't read the book again this was just spoiled on me but apparently he shows up and is kind of like a hologram, not, not an interactive hologram, but like a message, right? For the foundation every time they have a crisis. So this is a different type of utilization of Harry Seldon. Interesting. Uh, not sure how interactive he's going to be. I like the actor, so I'm happy to see you know him interact with more of the other characters i'm not sure that the um i'm not sure how would the the ship that she was on oh i don't remember what it was called the raven maybe if that somehow is connected to the vault like it's a passion passageway some type of trans because he only downloaded his consciousness well, it also communicated directly with, I don't know. I really don't know. He ain't alive, though. That, I don't, <laughs> I'm not of the opinion that he's breathing. But this is interesting to see. And I wonder if now he understands or knows. Because the way in which he smiled at Salvor, either he used her mother's memories to you know awaken her power you know awaken the attention in her knowing she's the one if getting in steed of gale when did he know that if he knew that but it seemed like with a smile he did know that he's aware of what was going on i don't know i need answers i have a feeling i'm not gonna get them i at least need to know how the fuck he was in that vault i think i'll at least get that so i'm on pins and needles for the finale if you want to send feedback blackheartcouch.gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>